Right here, right now, I acknowledge the one source, eternal, all-powerful, and everywhere. And this one I call God, Spirit, Creator. And because this is all there is, creating, creating everything into being, it is love, it is givingness, it is supporting all creation. It is the connection of all things all minds. It is one mind, one divine mind, and one body. And that is outpicturing in all that it creates. And because there's only this one, I speak my word knowing that this is the truth, the true nature of all that is created, all beings, all living creatures. The seen and the unseen is spirit showing up in every way with love, connection, support, giving, always present. And because this is the truth, I recognize that spirit is walking, speaking, touching, moving into action through every person, through everything that exists. And I give great joy and great thanks for how spirit, how God is creating through all. That all are the agents of spirit, giving their blessings, doing good action, creating love, and connection in every way. I know that I am so blessed and all are blessed by how God is right here, right now, in each breath, in the beauty and all that is visible present in the mysteries of those things unknown or unseen. There is no place where this God is not present. And so I release this with gladness and joy, <sighs> surrounded by this love and connection and this good. And I release this into that law that brings it into being right here and now. And together we say, and so it is. 
And so we'll be having two minutes of contemplation, allow you yourself to take whatever is in your heart and what you need to hear today, knowing spirit is with you. And after those two minutes, the music will bring us back. This month we're looking at celebrating the light, capital L, light. Ah. And our talk today, our theme this, this week is preparing the way. And we have to prepare. You know, I, I, many of you know that I used to be very involved with the Seattle to Portland bike ride, the STP. And I, I taught for 10 years, I taught training classes for people for uh, preparing for that. And one of the people who occasionally uh, taught classes with me was a sports medicine doctor from Virginia Mason. And she told me the story one year that, uh, that she decided over at the last STP to, uh, to ride the STP in one day. She made this decision uh, with some friends in a bar the night before the one-day STP. And she was a runner, but she hadn't ridden her bike in, in quite a long time. In fact, she had to, it was, it was kind of a dare or a bet, and she had to go to her storage locker late that night, find the bicycle in her storage locker, wipe it down, pump up the tires, because that's how long it had been since she'd ridden a bike. And she went the next day and she rode the whole STP, the 200 miles in, in one day. And she finished. And she was off work for three, uh, the next three weeks and still hobbled on crutches for three more weeks after that from the Achilles tendonitis, from the uh, pain in her neck and shoulders, from the, she told me she couldn't sit for days afterwards from the pain of, of sitting on the saddle for, you know, 10 to 12 hours, whatever, however long it took her. And she said, I will never do that without training again, without preparation. At this time of year, we celebrate the return of light. And whether it's the Bodhi Day, the celebration of the Buddha, the enlightenment of the Buddha that was last Wednesday, or Hanukkah, which began Thursday evening, this past Thursday evening, or the upcoming celebrations of Solstice and Christmas, each of these celebrations involves some aspect of preparation. Just like an athlete trains, preparation. The Buddha spent five years as a wandering siku before his enlightenment, before coming to his enlightenment. I've spent moments finding these pages sticking to each other before I can turn them over. Hanukkah itself honors the preparation for the restoration of the temple. It was a, it was a celebration of what happened as the, the oil, the sacred oil was being prepared to continue the restoration of the temple. Nature inherently creates the preparation for solstice through the shortening of days. And Christians prepare through the 40-day Advent season. So for us to truly have a deep experience with the divine, a deep experience of the divine, a deep experience as the divine, in all aspects, we must prepare. See, there are people who experience mystical visions with no preparation, uh, sometimes often with, with mind-expanding drugs or other such things, and often they're left hobbled, if you will, like my doctor friend, from that experience. So light, light is the first creation. We talked about this last week. The first thing that it says that God creates is light. And it's not a physical light because that comes four days later. Light is the first creation. And we know this in our souls. It's why we love and celebrate light. 
And this light, this capital L light, is what we call Christ consciousness or the Buddha mind or the cosmic awareness. It is the pure essence of our being. It is the pure essence. It is who we truly are. Physical light is only a shadow. It's, it's, you might say it's a cloth worn by light itself. The Franciscan theologian John Dunn Scotus wrote, God first wills Christ as his supreme work. And by Christ, he's not talking about a person. He's talking about the consciousness, the Christ consciousness. So this is not an individual known as Jesus. It's that Christ consciousness, the pure expression of light in human form. Father Richard Rohr observes, creation could not have been simply empty of Christ for billions of years. It's not that there's no Christ consciousness, no Christ consciousness for billions of years, and then all of a sudden, boom. No, it's always been present. God's first idea and priority was to make the God self both visible and shareable. Visible and you and I, shareable. We share God when we share our light. We share God when we share our love. Meister Eckhart said, who's a Christian mystic in the, I believe, 14th century, says, God never begat but one son. But the eternal is forever begetting the only begotten. The process of creation, the expression of the divine, is ongoing this very day and forever. This is the one son. We are all the one son. All of this expression is the one son, and God is forever begetting it. Creation is not something that happened 4,400 years ago, according to the Bible, or billions of years ago. It is ongoing. It is ongoing. It is happening right now. Ernest Holmes says, Christ means the universal idea of sonship. That's a capital S, sonship, of which each is a member. That is why we are told to have the mind in us that was also in Christ Jesus. When we open to that, that mind is already into us, in us. See, this idea of Christ is not the last name of a person who lived 2,000 years ago. If you could hop a, a, a time transporter and go back 2,000 years ago and say, hey, Mr. Christ, Mr. Christ, he wouldn't know who you were talking to. Also, if you said Jesus, he wouldn't know who you were talking to because he went by Yeshua. Just as Buddha is a designation for one who has attained supreme enlightenment, this is the same kind of designation that Christ is. The Buddha simply means the awakened one. His birth name was Siddhartha Gautama. And so these individuals and many more were special, not because of their special birth, but because they woke up to their nature as God in form. A waking up that we all can do, a potential we all possess, just as the principles that govern flight or electricity were always available, always available. But it took certain people to awaken to them and to awaken to how to apply them. See, our awakened nature, our light, is already and always available to us. It's already and always on within us. What keeps us in the dark is our desire to focus on other things. 
the processes of life, the who's going to win the football game this afternoon, the, the, the relationships, the jobs, the money, the health, the, the politics, the, all the other stuff, all the, the false gods, if you will, that distract us and pull our attention away from this, the, the inner journey, the, the making spirit our one first priority and keeping our eyes single. Keeping thine eyes single. And that is along with our reluctance to prepare ye the way. Because we perceive that if we do this, we perceive that if we open up to this, it will change us forever, which it will. And it is dangerous to our comfortable, ordinary life as we know it. And so our human-based intellect and our habits talk us out of it. You know, I love advent calendars. So I, ha I have one on my computer. <laughs> First of all, there's a great little meme that I've, I've seen on Facebook every, every year about this time. And, and it says, one door closes, another opens. Yum. One door closes, another opens. Yum. One door closes, another opens. Yum. And underneath it, it says, me eating my way through a chocolate advent calendar. But the advent calendar is like the doors open in certain of the advent calendars to reveal a scene that's behind the scene that's in the front. It's to reveal what's behind the appearance of the surface. And these doors in an advent calendar are, are placed randomly. You know, number one is up here, number two is over here, number three is over here. And that's the way that, that the unfolding, the awakening, the revealing of the, of the picture works, the picture of our, of our own lives. It's not a straight linear process. It's boom, 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 boom. And also, it's a little at a time. It's not the whole thing, boom. We reveal it a little at the time. And we must open the doors. The scene is always there, but we must open the doors. The most important aspect of preparation is willingness. Until we are truly willing, we will not take the journey. A great athlete is first humble to his or her coach. In Luke's archetypal version of the birth story, and it's not factual, it's archetypal. Mary, who represents the divine feminine that's within us, the, the yin energy of Taoism, the creativity, is informed that God is going to give her a baby. And her response is, here I am, a handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your will. This is the ultimate willingness. This is the ultimate yes that we're all invited to. It's a powerful example of receiving the spiritual gift that's always being given. But again, we tend to be always too busy or we're preoccupied with our belief in our own littleness and our inconsequentiality. Who am I to receive such a powerful gift? The infinite light that is constantly being given is the gift. Ernest Holmes says, wake up, wake up. Your word is all powerful. Your consciousness is one with omnipotence. Your thought is infinite. Your destiny is eternal and your home is everlasting heaven. Realize the truth. I am living in a perfect universe 
It always was perfect and always will be perfect. This is the awakening, the invitation. Wake up. Wake up. This is the preparation. This is the Advent season. This is when we do Lent to wake up to the resurrection body, to the next step in life. When we do all this process, when we do Ramadan, when we do the the fasting and, and preparation, all of this. So Mary gets this. Mary gets this waking up when she exclaims, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God. She's in delight. She's in mm, heaven. See, Jesus didn't say, seek ye first the kingdom and forget all those worldly things. Go live in a cave somewhere out in the desert. No, he said, and all these things shall be added unto you. It's not a case of one or the other. He said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The Christ isn't an abstract idea. It isn't something that we need to go off and, and, and disassociate from all the rest of life to do. It's the communion of the spiritual and the material. It's the communion of the spiritual and the material. Heaven as earth. It is the focus of infinite potential into finite form, which is illustrated in our symbol of the creative process with the little V. And it's also illustrated in the birth of a baby, where the infinite potential of the universe forms and is actualized as each of us at our birth. We must learn that we can't manage, maneuver, or manipulate spiritual energy. We must let go and receive the gift that has been given. And in the way it is being given, which may not always match our finite idea of what it should be and what it should look like when it's being given. We have to let go and accept the gift. When Mary says, how can this be possible? I have not known a man. How can it be possible that I can get pregnant? The angel simply responds, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for God. Often we don't ask for or open to our real heart's desires because we think it's impossible. Ernest Holmes again says, who would entertain the Christ must invite him or her. This per- the Christ does not come unbidden nor sit at anyone's table as an unwelcome guest. Neither does the divine presence force itself upon anyone. The Christ consciousness, this, this infinite potential, stands at the door and knocks. We, excuse me, we must open if we are to receive. We must open. But how can we receive unless we first believe? We must believe that Christ indwells our own lives and stimulates all of our actions. For without the Christ, we can do nothing. Without this infinite light, this infinite consciousness, we don't exist. To realize within oneself a divine presence, a perfect person, capital P, person, is to recognize the Christ. This is our preparation work then, to gradually release our bloated nothingness, to gradually open up those calendar doors, to gradually let go of our attachment to our small, separate, or what we perceive as separate self, and to create new room, to create room for the new birth, 
that is seeking to happen within us. I love Richard Rohr's last little phrase here. There must be displacement before there can be new replacement. We have to make room. We have to displace something. And what we displace is our bloated nothingness so we have room to welcome this Christ light, this Christ life that wants to express through us. So this week, three practices. Number one, prepare ye the way. Deepen your practice of spiritual, of prayer, of meditation, of devotion. Deepen your spiritual practice during this time. Deepen it. Deepen your devotion to an infinite presence that is simultaneously vast and yet immediately present. My prayer partner on Thursday, my prayer partner just moved into a new apartment. And she shared with me about her living room, and it's got high ceilings, and, and, and that she said, I created a, a, an intimate, cozy space within this beautiful, big spaciousness. And to me, that's, that's the relationship we have with the divine. We have this cozy relationship in this infinitude of presence that we create. And so prepare the way, deepen your practice, deepen your intimacy with that. And then the second practice is that as you do this, notice what comes up. Notice what reveals itself as being in the way of the flow of the Christ consciousness in your life. Just become aware of it. And then do some release work, whatever you need to do. Forgiveness, prayer, working with a practitioner, breathing, exercise, you know, whatever it is, journaling. Do just notice that as it comes up, let it go. As it comes up, let it go. Because if you prepare the way, if you start going deeper, you'll see the stuff that's in the way. And then thirdly, contemplate the Christ consciousness that is being birthed more and more fully revealed through you. Contemplate this Christ consciousness. Contemplate this life, this light, this energy. Contemplate yourself as the Christ, because you are. This birth is not just, did not just happen 2,000 years ago. It is constantly happening. And you and I are it. So those are our three practices. Prepare the way. Notice what reveals itself and release it. And contemplate the Christ consciousness being birthed as you. Are you willing to play with that this week? This month? Yes. I'm going to close then with a quote from Ernest. There is no power in the universe which wishes anyone ill. Life is good. And God is good. Why not accept this and begin to live? No man needs to prepare to meet his God. And by this, he's talking about the, when people say at the end of their lives, I've got to prepare to meet God. No, he's, no man needs to prepare to meet his God. He is meeting him every day and each hour in the day. He meets him in the rising sun, in the flowing stream, in the budding rose, in the joy of friendship and love, and in the silence of his own mind. Open up to that which already exists within you. We have an affirmation to help to anchor this. And so join me in this affirmation. I open to the Christ or Buddha that I already am. I let my Christ light shine daily. And once again, I open to the Christ Buddha that I already am. I let my Christ light shine daily. Um, so let us move into prayer, into closing prayer. Taking a breath, 
If you're here for our opening meditation from Teresa, there was the invitation to relax and open deeply. So I invite you to relax and open ever more deeply, letting all this good, all this love, all this light, all this Christ consciousness, all this knowing the truth of who we are in, all the meditation and the prayers and the music and the talk and everything, let it in. Because there is one infinite presence. The cause of everything, the original being, the beingness of everything. And because it is all there is, each of us is one of it. We are that in expression. And so I speak my word. We take off our masks. We strip off the old beggar's clothes and let ourselves shine in our garments, in our raiment of light, the truth of who we are. That we say yes to that light that is shining in through and as us. We say yes. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for each of us who says that yes in an ever more beautiful, ever more powerful way that opens one more door in our advent calendar, one more window to let that light shine. To realize that we are collectively the advent calendar that we reveal the heaven behind us the heaven that always is, and I'm grateful. And with this gratitude, I release this word into the movement, the action, what we call the law of the infinite presence. I trust that law because we have placed a seed into it and it must grow it. It must bring it forward. And we let it, we say yes, and so it is. So now you'll have to excuse me, but as an agent of spirit, I need to put on my Christmas magic crown. <clears throat> Twas the night before Christmas and all through the town. Social distance was honored with masks all around. Karen's party was canceled. Folks will stay where they dwell. No open house at Buffy's, nor Rev D's as well. The Grinch of COVID has thrown such a pall. Bah humbug, like Scrooge, she cried out to all. When on my computer there arose such a clatter, I had to log in to see what was the matter. A notice so bright and so full of good cheer, a Christmas Eve service is happening this year. With music and merriment, a story and talk reflecting the spirit in which we all walk. So, Join in that evening at six on the clock as the CSL family joyously flock with a mug of hot cocoa curled up in PJs, all snuggled at home, let your heart fire blaze. The Reverend David, all jolly and plump, will certainly not be a Scroogey and grump. And Amy and Brent, like angels on high, will play us sweet music to make our hearts sigh. So sweep out your sadness and join us on Zoom. Let the joy of our gathering banish all gloom. And we'll warmly exclaim ere we go out of sight, happy Christmas to all and to all a good night.